Hello, everybody. Today is July 28th, 2014, a Monday. My name is Joseph. And my name is Tony. And you are listening to the 17th edition of the Placebo Cast. How you been, Tony? I've been great, and that was a fantastic introduction. I think, we, <laughs> I think we've set a, a new pace for, for our, our podcast in, uh, in the future now. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I kind of did want it to be a radio announcer at one point. Yes. So. After, and then after that, after <laughs> listen to a, a lot story, of announcers. After a storied career as a boxing ring match announcer, you know, those guys that, that have the <laughs> mic right, fall down from the sky and then they... <laughs> oh, man. That and in this corner, voice. weighing 205 pounds, <laughs> Tony Hughes. I'm 205 pounds? No way. <laughs> of pure muscle, Tony. Pure, unadulterated muscle. So how's uh, Yosemite doing for you so far? You you you, you installed it last week, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's after okay. So when it first came out, right? Um, oh, I signed up for the beta the day before it came out, and the day it came out, I got up. It was like in the afternoon. Uh, don't ask me why I wake up in the afternoon, but <laughs> but I tried downloading That's according it to the and watch. yeah. And I, I tried downloading it, and it looked like it was going great. It would go be like it would be it would hit around 400, 500 megabytes, and then it would just reset. And I was uh, curious as to why it kept on resetting. And then I went online, I checked. People were having download problems. And you know, I figured, okay, it's the first day. You know, a lot of people are like destroying Apple servers, so you know that's yes, probably why. Yes, they're physically going to their data issues. centers. And destroying them with hammers. Yeah, yeah, you know, the downloaders, man, they're banging on the doors. All the Android you know, Let fans. us in, give us Yosemite. Uh, yeah, but so I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I tried downloading it at different times of the day. I think I was, at the last time it was around like uh, 11 o'clock p.m. that I tried, and it kept on resetting. I think the furthest I got that day was around one and a half gigabytes, and then it reset back to zero. So I was a bit frustrated with that. But, you know, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, okay, this is like download day, you know, and millions, possibly hundreds of thousands, up to a million people are trying to download at the same time. So I figured, okay, I'll just wait till tomorrow. Next day rolls over. I try again uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning, and it still did the same thing. And I check online. I check. I go to uh, MacRumors.com, and it's like, and they have this post saying, multiple user reporting download issues. So, I, and it's, it's uh, alleged that it was the, not on uh, the user's end problem downloading, as many people suspected, but it was rather their servers. Oh, no, it wasn't their servers. It was actually the computers that, uh, I'm sorry, that was, that's reverse, actually. It wasn't the computers being hammered. It was uh, the computer bugging out, downloading. It would tell the server to reset the download. So uh, there was a wide variety of fixes. Some worked, some didn't. Some it was, From what I read, it turned out that a lot of the incomplete downloads came from people on Comcast on the West Coast. Reports from like Sacramento, Los Angeles, San Diego, Bay Area too. So I figured, okay, it's probably the ISP's fault. So there was a fix to change the DNS servers to not the standard one. So what I did was I went to OpenDNS. That was one of the recommended ones. You could also do Google DNS, but I heard mixed reports about that one. You go to OpenDNS, copy their DNS um, 
IP addresses. You go to System Preferences, Network, Advanced, the DNS tab, and then you add those two addresses. Let me test you your knowledge. Then... What is their IP address for their <laughs> DNS server? Uh, I don't know. It ends in 222 and one ends in 220. I don't remember. Close enough. It's like two something something <laughs> something dot something something dot something something dot 222. And then the Google DNS is a lot easier to remember. I think it's all eights yeah. or something, right? It's 8.8.8.8 and 8.8.8.4. But I went to open DNS. And I restarted, I redid the Wi-Fi to my connection. And lo and behold, I got to download Yosemite. That was just... So two days I, it after, got past one and a half after the point. first attempt. Yeah, this was like 24 hours after I've tried. Yeah, over so Was that hours. better or worse than Sim Theme Park? Uh, not Sim mm. Theme Park, um, or what, what was it called? The um, Sim City? Sim City, sorry. I was thinking. Of I don't know because I got SimCity after the debacle with Origin, so I wouldn't know. I'm sure the SimCity one is far worse because at least there's a fix for this one. It's basically just the ISPs are just ruining everything. Uh, Comcast, I'm looking at you. But, you know, just a simple fix DNS, add a new DNS, and it would uh, route through their servers, and it all was dandy. I downloaded it, it was 5.05 gigabytes, and it was just. Uh, Great. Tony, are you wearing your headphones? I am not. But oh. thankfully, it's only the first six minutes. So it'll sound Oh, fantastic. my Lord, Tony. You just made my life. I've, I've told <laughs> you before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> well, That's... good thing we're keeping this podcast really short. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. All those technical um, difficulties in the beginning messed me up, and I completely forgot. <laughs> Remember, so this should be like a checklist on a post-it notes uh, on your uh, your monitor. Right. It's like checklist: headphones, check. Right. Microphone plugged in, check. Yes, I need uh, I need a more conspicuous headphone like yours, where it, it's this thing <laughs> that's not hidden beneath a pile of junk, but rather this massive thing that I cannot uh, miss or ignore. I could recommend you if you're willing to spend a pretty penny for uh, good headphones. Yeah. I could recommend you the Audio Technica M. Uh, ATH M50 noise canceling. I will those definitely remember all of those letters and Google search it <laughs> as soon as we finish this call. <laughs> yeah, noise canceling, Tony. Noise canceling. Yes. So, so what's your key. what's your favorite feature so far in in Yosemite? Um, favorite feature. That's hard. Dark. I am it has to be the dark by... theme, right? It has to be the dark theme. Yeah, the dark theme is is fine. It's uh, it's nice. It's actually very nice. Mm -hmm. um, it's still in beta though, so it's not entirely um, complete. Because right now it's just the menu bar and the dock that changes color. It's not um, the entire thing. Ah, so is it a? Does it adjust to the time of day? Like it only activates on sunset, or is it just a constant? Oh no no. Um, it's actually a toggle. Uh, you go to system preferences, you go to general, and then in the appearance section, there's the uh, tick box that says use dark menu bar and dock. It's not time-based hmm. as of this beta. You should uh, submit a feedback or suggestion <laughs> tip to tips at apple.com. Oh, man. Or yeah, tips gonna... at beta.apple.com. The... The theme is going to gradient change based on your location settings. Uh, doable, doable. Mm. I think it's doable, but it's uh, kind of it's the small. It's the small details that. that matter. 
It's very small details, absolutely. Well, this is still, you know, beta. This is based on, um, Yosemite public beta is based on developer preview four mm -hmm. with slight tweaks. There are, are no iOS 8 um, connectivity because iOS 8 is not available to the public, so it makes sense they took that out. So, so how is um, Spotlight so far? Because that's probably one of the things that I'm looking forward to the most because I, I use an app called Alfred. I don't know if you're familiar with Alfred. Yeah, it's like yeah, this yeah. quick launcher Spotlight replacement. and It looks like Alfred, honestly. I've used Alfred a bit before, and it's pretty much... It's, it almost replaces Alfred. Because okay. I'm sure Alfred has more features than Spotlight. Yeah, it's definitely... Just by a narrow margin... Yeah, it's definitely a power user, you know, app. But just from yeah. my own experiences, I probably use what ten percent of all the all the major features. I, I have the um, yeah. the power power package or the paid upgrade version. Uh, with all the extra bells and whistles. Yes, and and at yeah. at the very most, my favorite is just the basic web searches. So like if I if I mm. find a new site that I need to quickly search, like the uh, there's this website for searching GIFs. It's called like Jiffy Cat or something. Or yeah. Yeah. Jif, Jiffy. Are you familiar with them? Uh, the G-F-Y. The one that cha changes. Wow, it actually does do it on Spotlight. I just looked it up on Spotlight right now. If you type in G-F-Y Cat, and then it goes to suggest the website gfycat.com. Ah. Yes. And also Wikipedia page. Ah. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's, Apple's done this forever. They usually just like integrate all these things that third-party developers have done. Like in this case, Alfred has. You know, they took they took a lot of uh, cues from Alfred's design mm -hmm. and implementation and pretty much brought it to Spotlight. Yeah, they've mm -hmm. been doing this for for years. It's just Spotlight's. Uh, Alfred mm -hmm. is the next one on the chopping block. So, so tell me more about the Spotlight update. So it's it integrates a lot more internet searches like searching yes. through Wikipedia, uh, searching Google without actually launching your web browser to go on Google's website. Is it yeah, so what, what happens uh, now is instead of having this little blue bar that pops up and attaches itself to the spotlight icon, it does what Alfred does and has a forward uh, modal overlay, the screen, and this has spotlight search. And so what you do is that you type in, let's say, just go back, Giffy Cat. And then what happens is it does a suggested website uh, that says there, and it has the you know the title, the HTML title that brings it up. And it's a suggested website, and it's a Safari. So if I press enter, it would actually not toggle on Safari. It would toggle well. It it would toggle your default web browser. Hmm. Yeah. So and then if I wanted and then if there's a Wikipedia one too and it has a brief snippet it says Giphy Cat is an online service that charges it changes GIFs into WebM content making it load faster and then it says see view article if you wanted to do that then um, you just press enter and it would launch in your uh, default mm. browser. Nice. Can so you search a lot of Alfred? Can you search through folders like navigate with your arrow keys like you search your Dropbox folder and then you use the arrow keys to flip through the various folders and dive in deeper. Is that possible? Uh, not the arrow keys, but you can use your trackpad to um, browse the root folder. And then if I wanted to go to the other place, other places linked to it, it actually opens up the finder window. Huh. So there's not in, uh, in Spotlight window 
uh, browsing. It actually just shows you, if you search for a folder, it shows you the root of the folder and all the content in the root folder. And if you click on one of the folders, it actually opens up Finder and it shows you the content of the, of the subfolder. And you can't use the arrow keys because it's locked to the spotlight search. Ah. I, the text bar. I, I get the feeling now that I'm going to stick with Alfred. <laughs> well, I mean, for people who have never used Alfred, like myself, I've only used it very briefly. It does what it needs to do. It's a very nice upgrade from the previous spotlight where you would only, you would have to, you know, press command space and there would be this little tiny box in the top right and then it would, when you search something, it would pull it all the mm -hmm. way down. So for people like me who've never used uh, the power uh, of Alfred, um, this is a nice upgrade. I'm sure um, uh, people who have used Alfred won't be leaving Alfred anytime soon. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear. So what else? <laughs> what else? Definitely because, you know, I dropped the um, $20, $30, although that's not... The upgrade pack. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what, uh, what other things are there out there with Yosemite that we can look forward to? Well, do you, are you, uh, well, let's separate this into two categories. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, the hardware side, the hardware, uh, software, efficiency side, software. Or, okay. or, so let's, or, I guess, yeah, like touch software for productivity now. side, maybe. Productivity side, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, one of the biggest changes they did was Notification Center, which, oh, right. um, if you, that you know from Mavericks, they added it first in Mavericks and it based a lot of its design cues from iOS. What they did was they, instead of the, uh, physical motion of pushing your screen off to the side, they would, you know, in Mavericks, they brought this little uh, transparent overlay to the side. Huh. And it looks a lot like iOS. So now you have a big um, date at the top, and then you have rearrangeable items. Like, right now I have it, it's weather first, and then there's calendar, and then there's social, and there's tomorrow. There's tom the tomorrow view. What do you have on your calendar tomorrow? So, and that's just the today view. You can go to the notification view, and then it would show, just like in notification uh, center in Mavericks, it shows you the notifications. And a lot of the design cues are borrowed from iOS 8. Hmm. And what's really nice is that they do have um, widgets from... Dashboard. Well, now it's stock widgets. Yeah, like that. It's like dashboard. Right. They have widgets. So I there's uh, four items right now that I haven't added. It's calculator, reminders, stocks, and world clock that I can add it to my notification or my today view. And they have a link to the app store when uh, developers mm. develop their own uh, widgets to put in the notification bar. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm. So I know iOS 8 has not come out yet, but you talked about how the the notification center design there is very similar to the one in in Yosemite. Is there any way you can like? It's sync... the other way around. Yosemite's based off iOS notification. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it, yeah, could you like? Are you able to sync some of the content you might see on your Mac notification? So like notifications from your Dropbox desktop app would it show up also mm -hmm. on iOS eight notification center? Um... I am unsure because mm. there is no iOS 8 integration in this build of Yosemite. Mm. Um, maybe there is one in the developer previews because they, uh, the developers are expected to uh. develop for, they have the means to check 
Yosemite integration with iOS 8. Ah. But as of right now, I can't confirm. Oh, speaking of which, how exactly did you get access to Yosemite? I didn't tr uh, follow it closely. I just assumed it was for anyone part of the Apple developer program. Oh, well, the, those are the developer previews. The Those are the developer preview versions that they send out. They seed, which means they send out to developers to test their software applications before the final release. This year is different with Yosemite in that with Mavericks, it was only for developers. But this year, they decided that... Public release. It would be, yeah, public release, the public beta. Oh. So what they did was that um, they have this site that says, join the Yosemite public beta when it comes out. And... Um, I think it was like the first million people. I don't know if they ever uh, adhered to that quota. But what you did was that you sign up with an Apple ID, you type your information, and they would send you an email notifying you if uh, notifying you of when it comes out, and it they give you an, a redemption code to download Yosemite, the Yosemite installer off the App Store. Um, how I found out was I was reading uh, this news aggregator for my, uh, for my iPhone, and there was a news article, I think it was from TechCrunch, or was it from the unofficial Apple weblog, that, if, that said, if you want to join the Yosemite public beta program, uh, today's the last day to sign up for it because it starts tomorrow. Hmm. So I, I read on the 23rd. It came out the next day on the 24th. So I signed up for it. I didn't get an email from them, actually. A lot of people didn't get emails from them. Hmm. But what ended up happening is that you go back to the... Uh, the public beta web page, I think it was appleseed.apple.com or something, and you log back in, and then they have all these instructions. They you first you agree to the terms of service that you know this is beta software, we're not responsible for any data loss and that sort of thing. And then once you accept that, you scroll down, it tells you instructions, the requirements for um, installing Yosemite, how you should install it on a production machine if you need stability and all that jazz. And then at the end, it has uh, redeem. A redeem button, and what it does is you click on it, it has a, there's a redemption code printed above the button, but you click on it and it opens up the App Store. It uh, asks you to log in using the Apple ID you used when signing up for the public beta, and then if it matches, then it starts the download for Yosemite. Now, it has the public beta sign up already closed, so if, I'm, if I am actually curious to download it tonight, would I be able to do it? Is, is that, that possible? I'm not... That I'm not sure, hmm. and I would question, I would be very careful to first make sure if your computer is on the compatibility list for Yosemite, because yes. there are some strict, um, there are, it's like when Mavericks came out, they sort of sliced hmm. off the tail end of uh, older Macs. Now again, with Yosemite, they're slicing off the tail end of older yeah. Macs. Like the odd thing with Mavericks, I remember, the oldest computer that or MacBook that I remember Apple saying that they support was like a 2007 MacBook Pro. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I'm not sure what the cutoff year or model is for for Yosemite this time around. I'm I'm right around that to 2009 mark, so I I feel like it's just right there. Um, I'm I'm you just have to probably have to do a. Uh do a search on the compatibility, it may be likely that you would have to... Ah, yeah, okay, I see it right now. If you have a MacBook Pro, um, the very minimum right now is... 
the MacBook Pro, if you have a 13-inch, it's mid-2009 or newer. A 15-inch, mid to late 2007 or newer. And if you have a 17-inch, late 2007 or newer. So I think you are still in the clear, if I remember correctly. You have a MacBook Pro 15-inch, correct? 2009. Wait, so you don't have a separate partition for, for Yosemite? I like living life on the edge, Tony. <laughs> Which is so why have, I reiterated ha- when I was talking. <laughs> I reiterated: do not install this if you expect if on your production machine. Most people would would be would not be would not have the courage to put that much risk into their computing environment. Well, you know, I live Joseph. I live life on the edge. I trust Apple to not give me. Uh, <laughs> Pseudo beta software. (laughs) They've been through four developer previews. I trust them. Sooner or later, everyone's going to assume beta means final release. (laughs) (laughs) They Uh, start with the developer release, and then they move on to the public uh, email list sign-up form, and then next thing you know, it will just be for... (laughs) Fresh off the compiler. Fresh off yes. the compiler. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, you can blame, you can thank Google for that. <laughs> or you Google's can blame ruin the... the word beta forever. <laughs> yes. Huh. So we were talking about Yosemite, but um, yes. I think I think we've pretty much rounded it up. This is definitely <laughs> See, this not is... not final release. It is yes, not it... something you should put on your. On your own personal machine, if you don't want on a production machine that you use yeah. every day and you expect results and efficiency out of it, I do not recommend installing Yosemite <laughs> on top of your primary partition. Secondary you partition, it, uh, yes. You heard, you heard it first here from Joseph Chang. <laughs> uh, I I am I like living in the wild west of technology, Tony. Very so much. you know, uh, I'm willing to take risks. I've done, I've used beta software before, so I know. It's like I said mm-hmm. during the intermission, when uh, you were uh, we were configuring this problem, always keep a backup. Always mm-hmm. keep a backup, because in the event that I'm tired of all this, I have a time machine backup ready to go on my home storage array that I can just restore my Mac, my MacBook Air back to Mavericks and just. Patiently wait till late October for the alleged release of Yosemite. October what? October third. Late October, I I heard. Hmm. You know, you know what I say. Cool. I say it's not. It's a rumor until Apple confirms it. So. Cool. So before we move on to our next topic, I wanted to introduce our first sponsor. Uh, this is a first time sponsor. They're they're called Nude. There is this oh, uh, fantastic band. And today is their, what, is it today that they released their official album? Um, uh, I released it on Bandcamp um, on yesterday, actually. And yesterday. To do a iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, MP3, Google Play, RDO, and all those other wow. online web releases. Just the yeah, kitchen used, sink. I used DistroKid, and they send it to everybody. Um, for that, it took an extra day of processing, but mm-hmm. now it should be on Spotify, Amazon, MP3, iTunes, mm-hmm. Beats Music, RDO. <laughs> you know, so those for, those, for those internet streaming services, 
I, I know that the royalties are, are just razor thin. You get like <laughs> 0.0001 cent per play. Is, it's is like, that how it works? Like, yeah, it's like traditional radio. Traditional radio, you don't... Royalties from radio play is like, well, like a fraction of a penny. It's mm-hmm. not that great. Do you, as the music producer, get to see those stats as to how many people listen to your, your music? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, it, it's the hard part is, is actually getting it updated on a timely, on a basis that I like. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they actually do provide uh, stats to mm-hmm. uh, to your uh, release, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Um, stats in the way of you know how much earnings you get. So far from your gracious purchase, I thank you, Tony. First I purchase. Am, am I am I officially the first? You are officially customer? the first paid customer. People yes. on Bandcamp. I, on Bandcamp, I have it set to pay what you want, and that is you know zero dollars. And I've had a whopping one download. One. one. That is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> the so first one is always the hardest. Yeah, so you are that digital dollar that I'm going to frame on my wall. <laughs> you should ask Apple <laughs> to send you a, a printed check with, printed with my check. name and, and the amount and the date, everything. What, what's funny about iTunes is that iTunes takes 30%. So if I do the math, I'm left with only $2.29. From that album purchase, so not even time. minimum wage. Not even minimum the li- wage. The life, the life of a musician, right here, folks. <laughs> There's a reason why it's a starving musician. <laughs> starving musician. No one loves musicians nowadays. People love the value of art has fell has mm-hmm. fallen dramatically since mm-hmm. uh, Napster. So. so, so tell the audience a brief description of. What inspired you to make this album, or what's the theme behind it? Just tell us about the album. Well, the uh, well, first, more some background on the the band Nude. We've we formed in. It was originally me, uh, my friend, uh, three other friends um, that formed the band back in two thousand and six. It was sort of just like a friend, my previous drummer actually uh, suggested because we used to uh, hang out in the court and he lived near me and he had a drum set that he got from his relatives so he had the great idea of suggesting that we'd be in a band so what happens is as uh, most uh, what usually happens with teenagers and musical instruments we didn't sound very good we sounded terrible it's it's it pains me to listen to all the old stuff because it just (laughs) sounds just awful Let's let's and play it for the audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I've I we have an archive of all our old stuff and some of that stuff is in the archive and every time um my friend/bandmate uh Patrick brings it up it just pains me. Play played on his wedding day. <laughs> oh man, please. Please no. It's just it's it's like your usual teenage angst lyrics you know like you're 16 years old you're going through puberty and you're just like angry at everything and you didn't have any sort of professional you don't have any sort of professional instruction 
in music theory, what sounds good, you sort of just copy what other things sound like, and then you just often fail miserably. So that was the first few years up until we were on hiatus because um, those two, we had a uh, our previous, our first bassist, he actually just disappeared. I, we, I haven't been in contact with him, so I just assumed he wasn't interested anymore. And my uh, first drummer, I we've just um, stopped talking, so... Um, it was just left to me and uh, my lead guitarist, uh, Patrick, mm. for, and then we were on hiatus throughout the rest of high school, so that was up until 2010. And what uh, came back was um, I was in college, or first year in college, 2010, and, you know, I had, it was, um, it was odd, because you're displaced from your comfort zone and placed in a truly new it's the whole it's the college experience you know you go far away you're in a new environment and you sort of uh you sort of have all these new uh, uh feelings and these new emotions that come from living in a new area and um first year of college i didn't take too kindly to that so i started not being on hiatus on the first year of college and i started producing a lot of writing new songs and I mean, I wrote back in, like, high school. I've written, um, I think, a whopping two or three songs, and they were just awful, just absolutely, you know, awful. Better than and, anything I could have made. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's what they say in, uh, in, in, in this creative venture is 90% of the stuff you make is just awful. You know, it's mm. cliched, just, just, it's awful. It's awfully... It's, Awfully created. It just sounds terrible. It's to just 10%. like our podcast, right? You just gotta keep right? making. <laughs> Come on, Tony. You gotta give yourself more credit to that. But um, you know, and it's it's just the ten percent that keeps you going. You know, sometimes you get some you get some really awful sounds, but then the, sometimes you get some really great ones. And you know, I think right now in the archive we have I I do demo recordings of just rambling, just me rambling for a couple of minutes. And we probably have close to about over 100 demos. Nice. And I would say about 30 of them are good. I consider good. So that mm. puts me at around 30%. Mm. <laughs> Success so, rate. So this album is, is your, the best of from... from... Well, I wouldn't, say it's the, I wouldn't say it's the best of, but it's definitely the best sounding one, I think. Because my tastes change irregularly. You know, one mm. year, I mean, 2010, I... I had this, I, if you listen to some of the old stuff, if I ever send people the old stuff, it mm -hmm. sounds radically different from mm -hmm. the new stuff. Because, mm -hmm. you know, this, all the songs, all those hundred songs um, I've created were over the span of, you know, four years. Mm -hmm. it's, it was more of like an on and off sort of thing. And you might taste, if you listen through it in its chronological order, my tastes change over the four years. So this album, this uh, it's called Your Call EP mm -hmm. uh, by Nude N double O D. It's on iTunes right now for two ninety seven. Shameless plug right there. But <laughs> or you, you can buy that, individual that... songs for ninety nine <laughs> cents each. Yeah, ninety nine cents. Yes, we're also on Bandcamp too. N o o d dot Bandcamp dot com. But uh, no, back to the album. Um, these three songs I wrote actually towards the end of my senior year in college. Mm. 
And uh, the sounds on that I really liked because I am in the current mindset that I am in now for that particular sound of uh, music. So um, it was actually this album actually was part of a class project. It was it was for a, a ubiquitous computing class, but he said you can do anything, hmm. you know. So I decided, well, I'm gonna try to produce an album, and um, it, it, at the end of the at the end of the quarter, you know, I, I had it all ready set. I had like three CDs, all burned with the tracks, not print, not pressed, but burned with the songs, you know. And, and uh, he liked it, so yeah. I was really happy about that. And uh, when I came back from college. Uh, well, before college, I told myself I would, when I came back, I'd be working more on my music, and I've just sort of been distracted by uh, external uh, worries that I haven't been actually been able to do that. But so now I revisited that uh, that uh, album, and I figured, you know, why not? Why not? I just uh, publish this on Bandcamp, share it with people, publish this on iTunes and all that stuff, and you know, see where it takes me. So. Mm-hmm. So that so what ended up was me releasing this uh, this EP called Your Call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only a fantastic photographer, a fantastic uh, a podcaster, audio <laughs> genius, a musical genius behind the scenes, Joseph Chang. Oh, uh, you, ba- you, you flatter he, me. He, he he put his blood, sweat, and tears into <laughs> this album. It, it is it, a multi-year endeavor culminating in this classic hit so go buy it out classic hit <laughs> it costs less than a cup of coffee <laughs> uh, oh, or a, you're making or a cup now. of boba <laughs> <laughs> well i, w- I want to hear your thoughts about it because you bought you were the first purchase and I'm, I'm sure you've listened to it i've listened to only one song so far which song did your, you listen to the the album's um What's that word you call the the nominal the name the songs seminal oh, the, piece? The, Your yes, call. Yes, yes, the first track. Yes, yes. yes. And what what did you think? I liked it. It's it's it has this real good flow. It's it's calming. It's it keeps you at ease, right? Which is well, type good. of it, which is type of the music that I like to listen to. I have this playlist on iTunes called Feel Good. And so it's 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 just those collection of songs that I've encountered over the years that that you know just put me puts me in a happier mood, a happier <laughs> setting, and that's that's the type of music I, that I like to to uh, uh, listen to. Well, that's good. I'm glad you yeah. liked it. Yeah, and remember, folks, once you once you purchase this album, don't hesitate to rate it five stars and 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 <laughs> send it to at least ten friends. Or else Joseph yes, if, will find you you at your home and and hold you hostage. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not Liam Neeson. I may hire Liam Neeson. <laughs> but yes, please, if mm-hmm. uh, you know, share it with your friends. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited at uh, at this because mm-hmm. I have a lot of I have a lot of backlogged things, and I'm hoping to release more in the near future. Ah, uh, nice. When time permitted, yeah. Nice. I'm also looking to do some solo uh, live performances around the area since my band is sort wait, of wait wait really. 
I would love Co- to. I'm looking for venues. So like at like a coffee shop at a bar or, or something like that. <laughs> How does that uh, work? Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Um, there well, it depends on the venue. I mean, in San Jose, there really isn't that much. But ultimately, my ideal position would be having a full four piece band and playing live shows, and you know, mm-hmm. just putting ourselves out there, and you know, exp- it's it's all about expression. And expressing ourselves out there, but since you know it's it's been it's taken honestly it's been ta- it's taken us years to find a full you know um, committed uh, committed uh, partners in this uh, venture that um, you know it, it's proven to be quite difficult mm-hmm. to get time. Because mm. you you can you can get as much equipment as you want, you get as much uh, instruments as you want. The one thing you can't buy is time, mm. time and manpower. Those are the things you can't buy, especially so, on my budget. So nude is hiring uh, additions <laughs> team team members for for their for their very small knit group right now. <laughs> so any musicians, uh, song uh, 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 singers interested in joining go go contact joseph <laughs> i really i really appreciate you featuring us on this uh, i feel like i'm getting interviewed on some late night talk show <laughs> <laughs> let, we want to keep feel, it spontaneous it we we want to keep it spontaneous and and exactly. let, and 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 don't worry we uh we have a massive audience of 10 so um, I, I think this loyal following will will stay stay true to our core values. It's it's a multiplicative. I hope. Yes. You know, ten. <laughs> you have ten people. Each person contacts ten more, and it's exponential. It keeps right. growing. You know, a yes. web, a social web. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of social web, we also do have uh, multiple pages. We have we're on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/nude-the-band. We're on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/user/slash/nude-band. We're on Bandcamp, like I said, nude.bandcamp.com. We're on Twitter, at NudeBand. So you can find us on a lot of social media places. Pretty much all of them. And I'm the one managing these. Yeah, I'm the one managing. I'm the one, and Google Plus, too. Oh, my God. That's very, a bunch of numbers and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, but. (laughs) You know he's serious when he has a Google Plus page. (laughs) (laughs) It's tied to our YouTube account, so it's hard to ignore. And, you know, we post our tracks as videos. I do some um, acoustic covers and post them on there from time to time. Uh, I also do maybe some acoustic works. I'll post it on the YouTube mm-hmm. channel as well. Uh, I manage all of these social uh, media outlets. So if you ever message the uh, social media page, you'll most likely be messaging me since mm-hmm. it's a two-person endeavor and right now it's, uh, I've been doing a lot of the back-end back work <laughs> for this so uh, I would uh, list people listening out there I hope you enjoy uh, the, the works that I've put out and uh, I hope mm-hmm. you uh, share with your friends and uh, anticipate more because there will be more coming out mm. at a later date thank you Joseph <laughs> thank you alright uh, so let's actually out. start talking about a little bit more about this thing called technology <laughs> Technology is prevalent in our world, you know. It's, it's the uh, Internet of Things. That phrase, I love that phrase. Internet of Things. Cool. So, I wanted to talk briefly about the Amazon Fire Phone, and <laughs> so I, I sent you that photo uh, yesterday. I the was kiosk. At, 
Yes, I was at the AT&T store. First time in, <laughs> in years. <laughs> oh, How <man>. dare I? <laughs> And I, I, you're betraying T-Mobile, Tony. John Legger is gonna is <laughs> crying in his office right now. Like, no, don't. Screaming, don't. Scre- <laughs> screaming <laughs> f words left and right. Yeah, he's got the uh, violin player in the background playing a sad, melancholy <laughs> music. Yeah. So at the AT&T store, they have this massive ad front ad display, sort of like whenever they have the new iPhone or Samsung phone, with. Yeah. With just you know the full scale picture of the Amazon phone with the advertising the the good looking people using the phone and then uh, try out the new dynamic perspective so I walk in and um, I'm so excited I look down and there's no actual demo units you so look around all just plastic it was I, I see the mounts you know those mounts that they use to hold the phones and with yeah. the cable as well to yeah. to charge it. And, and I thought, oh, maybe it's something to do with the store. But you look around, all of the other cell phones are, are intact. They're all set up on their own displays. <laughs> but the, the signature demo unit is not even there. Oh, I think, man. Now, did they, did they start selling? When did they start selling it officially? I think it was sometime last week. Because I know that's when the reviews for the phones started yeah. to roll out. Yeah. Usually when the reviews come out, they've already have a pre-demo unit unit mm-hmm. they've reviewed. So usually when it comes out, that's when the public release comes out. Yeah, yeah. So and so they didn't even they didn't have a plastic you know fake plastic ones. Nope. At all, it's just not even like holders. A, not just not even a placeholder where you get so excited you grab it and you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, this is a sham. I think I think this, this uh, there's a shipping problem to that store. The store manager has, has betrayed they, his fellow uh, Fire Phone. The AT and T store didn't have Amazon Prime. <laughs> they had to wait an extra three to five days have, for free to, super savers. The regular speed or the normal yeah. speed before Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yeah, but that's disappointing. So, uh, you didn't get to see one. You just saw the kiosk. Yeah. So did so, you review the kiosk? <laughs> yeah, I did an unboxing too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's embarrassing. So all I all I had to do was just keep reading the the reviews. Uh, did you see the the Verge review? Uh yeah, I did. It was uh, written yeah. David Pierce, wasn't it? It was a pretty dismal dismal report. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. It's like I said in our un uh, are discussing podcasts that Tony has uh, thrown into the archives, yes, into the in, buried underground under the lost, feet of gravel. The lost, the podcast. lost podcast. Yes, uh, it's like you know I, I, I've said it before. It's there. It's a nice feature phone, but it doesn't solve anything. It's just mm. it's 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 an it's Samsung on overdrive. They're throwing. Mm stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks this time yeah. with five cameras on the front yeah. and you know the uh, perspective altering screen mm. with the very it's like what David Pierce says like these are all nice functions there's no one developing any of them for or any of them and the OS is Fire OS on the phone which mm. is absolutely dismal right now well see that's the interesting thing about another review I read it was from the New York Times and one of all the amidst all of the negative criticisms, there was one positive uh, uh, mention was that the 
from what I can tell, they, they, the author really liked the ease of use, which is something I know that you said was not a fundamental characteristic of Fire OS. That's interesting. And, and, and you do have to remember that this is Fire OS on a smartphone, right? Previously, yes. they only had yes. it on the, yes. the tablet. So this might yes. be a totally different revamped version. So maybe that is the case. It, is, it might be a better user experience. That is interesting, actually. Yeah. Maybe they changed the user experience for phones because I remember using the tablet and I was not impressed by the uh, tablet yeah. usage. Or maybe yeah. this writer has had experience with Fire OS before and the paradigms they have. It's like in the review that David Pierce has, he says, if you know, understand the paradigms, the design paradigms of the operating system, then it's actually clever. Hmm. But to somebody switching from iOS or for somebody from switching from traditional Android, uh, it's a bit daunting. It's hmm. a bit of a segue. Did you watch that video, the video review? I, that's pretty much yeah, the I only always thing watch I the video review. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that funny segment where David Pierce, when he's using the dynamic perspective, you see yeah. the camera from behind. It looks so stupid where he's tilting his head from side to side while holding his phone in front of him and then the screen changes yeah. to show a slider or yeah. change the page. I was like, that looks ridiculous. Yeah. Almost as ridiculous it, as using Google Glass on your face, right? <laughs> it's it's an interesting paradigm that I don't think a lot of people are used to because it's first and mm. foremost only implemented in the Fire OS. Mm. That and it, it does look a bit ridiculous, so I have yeah, to yeah. admit. <laughs> Now Unfortunately the, for David Pierce, he had to do that yeah. in public. <laughs> now, one of the not-so-ridiculous features, I thought, um, is it's that Mayday feature, you know, the instant call yeah, the, support, the, yeah. the video yeah. support. And, and I thought initially that it was a two-way video call, but in fact, yeah. only the support agent, or you only can see the support agent, he or she yeah. cannot see you. So I was like, wow, this is really? awesome. You could be... Like in your birthday suit or or just totally in whatever situation and it doesn't even matter. Someone what if, on the what other... if you complain to them that the camera doesn't work and they're like, Okay, let me turn on the camera for now and then you're in their you're in their birthday suit. Like, huh. sir, can you please put on some clothes? <laughs> you violated our terms of services. We all have to deactivate your phone remotely and, and send and our drones switch. over to destroy it. Oh man, yeah. And throw some bleach too. Yes. Deliver you some eye bleach. <laughs> I don't know because um, I, I guess for me something like that seems like why would I ever want to ask someone for help? I, I'm a power yeah. user. I can figure this yeah. out on my own. I yeah. could just sift yeah. through uh, endless settings to find out. But there's some, the pride aspect. Yeah. Yes, we, we are tech bloggers. We we exactly. we so, we are supposed to have the answer to every question that that <laughs> might be there. We don't get tech support from nobody. Nobody. <laughs> we are tech support. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is for this is for like elderly people. You focus the media. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm primarily seeing the demographic for is for elderly people. That don't know I think you just kind of pissed demographic. off our entire adult our uh, fifty plus audience group, Joseph. <laughs> Come on, really I don't, that's not an ins, That's not an insult. That's not an insult. <laughs> these newfangled devices. I don't know how to use these. Back in my day, we just rolled a hoop down the, the, the hill with a stick. Kids these days with their phones. <laughs> with their phones. Their Google with glasses. With their swinging 
heads to change perspectives. Damn them. Cool. Hey, so uh, did you see that iWatch parody video from Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, no. Oh no, I don't want to. Those are really hard. It's I've hilarious. seen the other ones before. It's, I'm sure it's hilarious, but it's like I can't stand watching people getting bamboozled because their reactions look so genuine. They honestly believe what you know is being presented in front, and I just feel really bad for them. Dare we should watch it right now on Google Hangouts. Oh no, we, we should watch it right now. Oh no, it's so embarrassing because I can think. I I am I already because I remember reading. It was a. You told me it was a Casio at the end, and in it my was, mind, they said I'm it thinking, was a, They were like, "Oh, it's a twenty dollars Casio watch we picked up," and then we slapped an Apple sticker on the back, and that's, that's it. The worst, and we went out. That's on the, the worst part. <laughs> that's the literally worst part. It's that joke that everyone always says: "You slap an Apple logo on it, and I'll buy it. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, what it a, is, I'll buy it." <laughs> yeah, oh, you uh, raised the retail price by about two hundred percent. I hate, you know, I just hate watching those kind of videos because I just feel so bad. Because I feel bad and I feel very, I feel very dismal Sad. about the future of the human race. Yeah. Very. It's like you can't notice the Casio logo <laughs> on the front of the panel, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, obviously I know that they picked the <laughs> most obvious, the, the most yeah. clueless people to put on their show. Because yeah. who wants to watch people say, it's not a Casio watch. But, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. still like so, so like. Yeah. Come on, people. One guy was like, or the reporter or the uh, the interviewer was like, oh yeah, and, and another cool feature is it could act, it has a stopwatch, so you can use it, you know, to count time. He's oh like, wow, that's God. a pretty neat feature. Oh I would definitely God. use this. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if those are just paid actors <laughs> that they just like they just yeah. think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're paid actors because I don't think anybody yeah. is like fooled by that. Yeah. It makes good TV, though. <laughs> there, you know, the funny thing is, Jimmy Kimmel has actually done similar skits before. Yeah, yeah. They, when the uh, upcoming iPhone 5S was about to be released, they did the same thing. They, they showed people the older iPhone 5 and said, hey, how do you, what do you think about the new iPhone 5, 5S or iPhone 6, you know, before they confirmed the, the name. And people yeah. were like, wow, this is light, thin, this is very I think fast I to use. I think I watched that one. Yeah, I, I watched that one before, and that's just that was not as bad as the iWatch one. Yeah, that one makes a little bit more sense because yeah, you know, you can say, oh yeah, you know, they haven't seen the iPhone before, or you know, the latest yeah, one yeah. is pretty de decent still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because that product exists. It's just okay. Maybe they just haven't seen it before. The iWatch thing is like that doesn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't even been acknowledged by the company itself and it's a $20 Casio watch exactly that's the worst part uh, they could have bought like a Mickey Mouse watch or something oh <laughs> some God. cartoon watch uh, Dora the Explorer watch and then slapped an Apple logo and then people would be like wow this is awesome I love like, the skin absolutely dismal for my uh, outlook on uh, yeah. the average layman you know yeah. Cool. Well, I think we've far surpassed our our allotted thirty minutes time, and by uh, twenty five minutes actually. Yeah. So. And but I think we had a good conversation. We had uh, our very first sponsor, 
and and we we talked a lot about interesting things like the Amazon Fire Phone, yeah, Yosemite, yeah. endless endless bugs. Yeah, yeah. I can talk yeah. about Yosemite for hours and hours on end, but I'm sure you don't want to listen yeah. to the, the minute details <laughs> yeah. about it. I'll be sure to slap a lone placebo sticker on my guitar. Oh right. Speak, <laughs> speaking of which, I need to I need to order some more stickers. I I, I there's only one sticker left lone placebo sticker left in this world oh, man. and i either i need to tr- uh, print out a new design or just reorder the, pre- the previous one how many of those stickers have you surreptitiously put on other people's uh, belongings as a uh, drive-by huh. advertisement let's see <laughs> I, I i've i've mostly shared w- with them so i cannot confirm if all of them put it on their laptops a yeah. couple of my friends did send a picture of it so i can confirm at least <laughs> it was put on some laptop whether it was theirs or not it remains to uh-huh. be said but at least two confirmed not including mine or yours or whatever uh-huh. that have the lone placebo sticker adorned uh, what's there. funny is that that laptop I put the lone placebo sticker on is now my sister's laptop, so now it's hers. So Even better, three. That makes it three. Excellent. Thank God it's not collecting <laughs> dust in some sort of abandoned box in your attic exactly. or whatever. At exactly. least now it's out in the wild where eyeballs can see it. I know, right? Well, she doesn't take the laptop laptop outside. All right. So sorry to that's me. Not, that's not cool. I'll prod her to do that in the future. Like, take it outside <laughs> once in a while. It needs air. It's like walking your dog. You know, you have to take it outside once in a while. It needs a little sun. Take it out for yeah. a walk. It needs yeah. the the laptop needs the vitamin D. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it will run slower and yeah. get viruses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, take good organic care of your uh, inorganic devices. <laughs> All right. Well, nice talking to you, Joseph. Remember, guys, to download Joseph's album. It's called Your Call? Your Call. Your Call, extended play yes. on iTunes and all of the major music listening services, yes. Spotify, you name it. Yes. Joseph is there. Yes, I am there, and I'm waiting for your guys' call. Uh, so thank you all for listening to this edition of the placebo cast this is joseph and tony signing off <laughs>